Madame et Monsieur, écoutez bien. Welcome to Fashion Mode with Charles McDonald, brought to you in association with Force Magazine on World Radio Paris. Bonjour and welcome to Fashion Mode. This is a primetime fashion show for the World Radio Paris and World Radio Monaco. Brought to you in association with Force Magazine. I'm Charles Daniel MacDonald and I'll be hosting the show exclusively for the WRP Network. In today's show, I'll be investigating the lingering legacy of the Antwerp Six and their immeasurable contribution to the avant-garde fashion scene. Plus, taking a look into the world of design and technology, thanks to the newly inaugurated activewear exhibition at the Belgian Hasselt Fashion Museum. It's pure fashion folklore. The story of how, in 1987, a gang of Belgian designers packed into a van and headed across Europe with a dream of exhibiting at a London trade show. The British Designer Show. Their impromptu appearance here was one which sparked a renaissance in the avant-garde fashion movement, preparing each and every designer and their trademark style into international recognition alongside memories of an event which left an indelible mark on the decades of fashion forums that would follow. Even to this day, the legacy is still as strong as it was 30 years plus back then. The Antwerp Six are composed of, and many critics still believe are, Belgium's six most influential avant-garde fashion designers. Recognised as Dries van Noten, Andy Mulmister, Dirk van Sein, Walter van Beerendonk, Dirk Bickenbergs and Marina Yee. In the 1980s, these fresh-faced graduates all received their design diplomas from the internationally acclaimed Royal Academy of Fine Arts in Antwerp. It was there they honed their skills, learning to create fashion under the supervision of the progressive Linda Lopa. At the time of the collective's formation, the six designers' work represented somewhat of a radical breakthrough. Their vision was so unconventional and outstanding, it reshaped Antwerp into a credible destination within the fashion world, and even more so after their engagement at the London Fashion Fair. Subsequently, the fashion collective divided to work individually, with each designer developing a distinct and unique trademark style. Their legacy can still be identified today, as they continue to set the precedence for generations of fashion designers following in their footsteps, such as Veronique Branquillo, Kat Dilley and many others at Antwerp's surrounding Flemish fashion academies. There is no doubt that Antwerp's fashion scene needed these six to be put on the Sartorio satellite and to allow Belgian fashion talent to be more internationally recognised, an effort which was realised since 2002 and the opening of the city's fashion centre, the Mode Nati or Momu Museum, as it's internationally known. Dries van Noten. Born in 1950, Dries van Noten graduated from Antwerp's Fashion Academy in 1980 to start his career in the fashion industry. Until he started working on his own collections, he worked as a freelancer for a couple of years, and 1986 was a very decisive year for van Noten, as that's when he made his breakthrough by presenting his menswear collection in London, and also joined five other fashion designers to form the Antwerp Six. He became so successful that he decided to have his own boutique in Belgium and then others all around the world, from Paris to Hong Kong. 
What made him famous was his expertise in mixing Eastern and Western styles and folkloric fabrics. His passion for fabrics has led him to designing, as some might say, the most thoughtful collections full of clothes that can be made by hand. Van Noten is also known to take inspiration from looking at people walking around his home city of Antwerp as an influence for developing his collections. Anne de Mulmister. Born in 1959, Anne de Mulmister graduated from Antwerp's Royal Academy of Fine Arts in 1981. Shortly after, she joined the avant-garde fashion collective the Antwerp Six, adding a little gothic artiness to fashion. In 1985, she started her own line of clothing, which was recognised as experimental, but also wearable. De Mulmister also uses various fabrics, usually in shades of brown, black and grey, that she brings together to then slash and tear into mixed fabrics. Apart from this key aesthetic, she has also been credited with adding a touch of femininity to her collections. However, when worn, her signature pieces also give a masculine look to women, as a reference to her muse, Patti Smith, a singer who has created spoken poetry to accompany the runway soundtracks of her namesake brands. The designer still lives in Antwerp to this day, in a house designed by Le Corbusier. Dick Van Zijn Born in 1959, Dirk van Zijn graduated at Antwerp's Fashion Academy, then opened a shop called Beauties and Heroes to sell his designs. His success followed his adhesion to the Antwerp Six, and his first big show was held in Paris in 1990. The designer is best known for his creativity and for his refusal to follow trends, but instead to use his imagination to remain original. Van Zijn's work clearly reflects the extent of his imagination, as one piece can be very chic, but another rawly deconstructed. Even in his early times, the designer's originality has been recognised and he has received many prizes, including the incredible Golden Spool Award. Walter van Bierendonk Born in 1957, Walter van Bierendonk started career as a fashion designer after graduation, with his breakthrough corresponding with the participation of the Antwerp Six at the London Fashion Fair. Art, literature and music have been the basis of Van Bierendonck's inspirations, together with influences from nature and ethnicity. He manages to combine colours that appeared unusually, cut innovatively and using strong graphics within his collections. All of his statements about everything from fashion to contemporary society are brought together in slogans and prints on his work. Even today, Van Bierendonck is seen as one of the most important trendsetters when it comes to men's fashion. And in the late 1990s, he's designed outfits for the likes of U2's Popmart tour and received the honorary title, the Culture Ambassador of Flanders. More recently, he's worked as the artistic director for Scapa Sports and had his own children's collection, Zulawapa, for JBC. Besides working on his collections, the designer also works on different projects, such as the design of theatre, film and ballet costumes, the curation of exhibitions, the design of objects and the making of images for pop bands, book illustrations and, more recently, a home design collaboration with Scandinavian design giants, IKEA. Dirk Beckenbergs Born in Germany to a Flemish family in 1959, 
Beckenberg's graduated in 1982 and acquired his reputation as a fashion designer before joining the Antwerp Six on their London tour. Before the trip to London, Bickenbergs had won the Canet d'Or Award for the Best Young Fashion Designer, which enabled him to design his men's shoe collection. He takes inspiration from his youth, with military basics being reflected through his lines, often using tough fabrics. It's interesting to note that his very first women's collection was identical to his men's, with the size being the only differing factor. Bickenbergs is a very dynamic and cannot stand in a one place for too long sort of designer, which means he's always travelling from one fashion capital to another. In fact, he states, I am married to fashion and I will remain faithful. He gained his popularity against the youth by launching his sport line in addition to designing t-shirts for Inter Milan football team. And he was the first fashion designer to be allowed to have a show within FV Barcelona's football stadium. Marina Yi. Born in 1958, Marina Yi is a Flemish designer with a Chinese background. She took a course at the St. Lucas Fine Arts Institute in Hasselt, then continued to study fashion at the Royal Academy of Fine Arts. After her graduation in 1981, her fashion career took off with her men's and women's leather collections, but also through her prize-winning theatre costume collections. In 2003, she opened her workshop in the heart of Antwerp. Spirituality, design and respect are elements which are reflected in her work with a typical characteristic to her collections, being her habit of reusing and reconstructing old clothes that she finds in flea markets under the name of sustainability. Activewear exhibition at the Hasselt Fashion Museum. More than ever, fashion is inspired by the world of sports. Cycling shorts, hoodies, sneakers and taking over the catwalk. Designers are drawn to technical materials such as neoprene, spandex and tulle and fashion houses engage in lucrative collaborations with athletes and sports brands. High time for an exhibition so that explores the exciting relationship between fashion and sports. Has activewear reached its peak, or will it become a lasting trend? Well, guest curators Elodie Oedrago and Olivier Bollet, a former Olympic athletes and are figureheads of Belgian activewear, making them the ideal guest curators for this exhibition. They also play a role in the campaign image. Ronald Stoops immortalised them on camera, wearing an outfit by their favourite Belgian designer, Glenn Martins of Y Project. But Elodie and Olivia are not the only faces of the exhibition. They also feature as the voices on your audio guide, showing you around personally and sharing their insights with you. To top it off, they act as the protagonists in Second Skin, a virtual trophy and new digital artwork created by Frederick Heyman, whose previous collaborations include Lady Gaga, Nipe and Hype Beast. A dazzling race through a thematic exhibition. Ready, steady, go. 
Activewear presents various themes in which street and sportswear have influenced the world of fashion. Focusing on the European context from 1850 to present day, it's here you'll discover designs, clothes and accessories where the intersection of fashion meets the world of sports. Functional technical textiles are one of the most distinguishing features of sportswear. Incidentally, those are also well suited for today's everywhere. Clever designers had already caught on to this movement back in the 1920s when they started using pleated fabric of tennis dresses in their conceptions for movement, friendly casual wear. But the exhibition here also shows how contemporary designers and fashion houses use innovative sports fabrics to their advantage. For example, Off-White and Victor and Rolf launch models into tool dresses onto the catwalk. Walter van Beerendonk shows a preference for spandex, cycling jerseys, and emerging talents such as Craig Green and Simone Rocher are collaborating with Italian luxury brand Moncla so they can get creative with down linings typically used in ski wear. Guest creators' love for high-performance materials is also clearly felt in the selection of pieces by Bioracer, Suzanne Ode, Hengel and Jasana Rock. One of the main themes in activewear is freedom of movement and exercise, and a nice example of this can be found back in the 80s, where designers like Gianni Versace responded to the fitness hype spearbedded by Jane Fonda by presenting sculpted figures in close-fitting and revealing designs. Or, later, during the new millennium, where Dirk Bickenberg's turned athletic, masculine bodies into the be-all and end-all of his designs, branding and ultimately his aesthetic. A quick look at fashion history shows that activewear is not a new phenomenon and its earliest traces back to the date to classical antiquity. The exhibition, however, takes 1850 as its starting date, showing striking parallels between then and now. Like today, the focus in the late 19th and 20th century was on healthy and sporty lifestyles. Women became more active and took up walking, cycling, horse riding, tennis, boatry and archery. This affected their clothing, of course, and fabrics were cut and adjusted. The decoration was limited and dresses became looser. After the First World War, designers such as Jean Pateau and Gabriel Coco Chanel went one step further and used sportswear as a tool for female emancipation. So, what's in a name? Well, as you'll discover within this exhibition, the line between sportswear, streetwear and activewear is not always clear-cut. Streetwear is closely related to youth subcultures, such as hip-hop, skating and surfing. At the same time, it contains sportswear elements such as tracksuits, baseball caps and sneakers. Designers pick up elements from these subcultures, but process them in their own way. Activewear presents Ralph Simmons as one of the most idiosyncratic interpreters of this aesthetic. Over the past 10 years, fashion houses have clearly focused on activewear thanks to the sportswork trend. Two striking examples today are the appointment of Kim Jones as the artistic director at DR Men and Virgil Abloh at Louis Vuitton, which also ensured a younger and more masculine audience. A visible consequence of this masculinisation is the trend to only drop or launch sneakers in larger sizes. These often become collectibles, such as the Air Jordan 1 High, OG Dior, or the collaborations between Ralph Simmons and Adidas. 
You can admire them in the sneaker corner of the exposition. Activewear showcases designs from Botter, Tom Brown, Chanel, Christian Dior Couture, Jean-Paul Gaultier, Craig Green, Gucci, Lacoste, Missione, Marc Odibe, Moncler Genius, Azidin Alaya, Off-White, Prada, Marine Seri, Ralph Simmons, and amongst others, Stella McCartney, Walter Van Bierendonck, Louis Vuitton, Virgil Abloh, Y Project, and Yohi Yamahoto. The exhibition launches on the 6th of June at the Hasselt Fashion Museum in Belgium. And finally, news just in that Paris Couture Week will feature eight runway shows. Paris Couture Week will mark the return of physical shows after two seasons of digital presentations, with eight runway events set to take place with a limited number of guests, according to the provisional calendar published by the Fédération de la Haute Couture et de la Mode on Monday. Dior, Azaro Couture, Chanel, Giorgio Armani Privé, Balenciaga, Jean-Paul Gaultier, Zohair Murad and Vaishali S will stage live-streamed runway shows. A further 25 brands, including Fendi, Giambattista Bali, Elie Saab and Victor and Rolf, are sticking with the digital format despite loosening of restrictions designed to limit the spread of COVID-19. France will allow indoor dining from Wednesday and will fully lift its curfew on June the 30th. Maison Margiela is back on the calendar after postponing its Spring 2021 artisanal co-ed collection last season. The brand was also absent from the ready-to-wear schedule in March. In what's sure to be one of the hottest tickets of the week, Balenciaga will make its return to haute couture after 53 years with an in-person show at its historic headquarters at Number 10 Avenue George V on July the 7th at 11.30am French time in a fully restored version of founder Cristobal Balenciaga's original Couture Chalon. It's also sure to generate excitement as Pierre Moss designer, Kirby Jean Renault, who will present his first Couture collection in Paris as an invited guest designer of the Chambre Syndicale de la Haute Couture. He will close the week with a digital show on July the 8th at 8pm, becoming the first black American designer to join the Couture schedule. Gautier will finally unveil its eagerly awaited one-off collection created by Sakai Sutos Abbey, the first of a series of guest creatives following the founder's retirement from the genre back in January 1920. The line was originally due to be presented a year ago and was twice postponed due to the pandemic. While not on the official calendar, Alaya will present the debut collection by its new creative director, Peter Moulet, on July the 4th at 9pm France time. Chanel was the first house to reveal plans for a physical event during Couture Week and plans to stage two shows on July the 6th at 10am and 12pm at the Palais Galleria, 
the fashion museum that's hosting a large-scale exhibition on Gabriel Coco Chanel. Giorgio Armani will return to Paris with a show on July the 6th at 7pm and will be held at the headquarters of the Italian Embassy. I think the time has come to return to show in front of a live public audience because I think fashion, only in a virtual format, has no future, Armani told WWD. A fashion show is a tool we cannot do without because of its format, its energy and its effectiveness. It's important to restore the physical shows and then they can be translated into digital experiences for a global audience. I hope you can join me for the next Fashionwood show, where I'll be preparing to welcome the latest international portfolio of runway shows for the men's collections for spring-summer 2022. With more details and features to follow, you can catch up with all the fashion news on forcmagazine.com and at Force Magazine on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also keep up to date with the latest shows directly from Mixcloud, Podbean and our official profiles on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play and Deezer under Force Magazine. Until the next time, keep your fashion mode on.